0: Remember, you can join us on Amazon, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Black Talk Radio, and Intentional Talk Radio Network. Get us wherever you get your podcasts, itrnradio.com. And folks, don't forget to join your host, Kenny Hendricks, Colette Williams, Dr. Corliss Bennett, Shondell Will Heights, Dr. George Bell, and the whole crew to launch 30 Days of Juneteenth, right here on Intentional Talk Radio, May 19th.
1: Smooth sound, huh? Absolutely. Just relax you. Take you right into the evening. Oh, yes. That was lovely. Thank you, Kenny. That was lovely. I think we're ready. Yes. We're changing the narrative in our community. The conversations are for you, about you, and with you. And we are here today with a nice conversation, ready in store. Anything new besides the car chase they just had today, Colette?
0: (laughs) No, there was uh, another, there's one every day.
1: What I don't understand is the people see the news. What makes them think that they're going to be that 1% that's going to get away?
0: And they never get away.
1: That's what I'm saying. And even if they got away, they usually end up catching them somewhere. So I, I never understood how, you know. And then this one, they did a pit rem- pit maneuver, jumped out the car, came up on the person, like, real quick. It wasn't, you know, normally they're all cautious, you know, uh, guns, cocked, ready to go. But no, this time they got out and got right to the thing, pulled whomever out. I said, oh, my goodness, okay. Where was that? I, I didn't even catch where, um... I'm not. I'm not even sure.
0: It, it really doesn't matter because the
1: whole chase. I just saw the ending that they, yeah. they focused
0: on. So, it it really doesn't matter because they're from San Diego to it Santa can, Clarita. It can be
1: any right? It yeah. can be any. They go from place. San Diego
0: to Santa Clarita, so it don't matter. And as Mark Brown says, this is the this is the high speed chase the capital, capital of, of, of yeah of the world,
1: of you the know? world Right. And I want to know why this is the worst traffic. Where do you think you're going? I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, and this is a light week. Well, it's only Wednesday, but it was a one day. We had <laughs> something every day. And I every was like, day.
0: Well, Channel 7 says they're every day, all day long. Channel 7 says they're all day long. And they say there are at least 10 a day, which you know what? Probably they just cannot film all of them.
1: No, they really probably can't probably just the long ones that take from they yeah. go to wherever. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm excited
1: really- to have a wonderful yeah. guest today. Um, wow. Um, uh, story of resilience and success. And when I, um, this is one of my best friend's husband, um, and he is the owner of right time router plumbing and services. And we were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago, um, that I shared with him about a keynote that I was doing, um, at Cal Poly Pomona a couple weeks ago or last, oh, today's May last month. And, um, when he started breaking down his story, I was like, stop. I didn't say hammer time, but I wanted to, but I said, stop, <laughs> save that I've got to have you on the show because his story, um, you know resonates a lot of folk but a lot of folks aren't here either so that's why you know I entitled it I ain't supposed to be here so let's welcome Mr. Anthony Flowers <sighs> oh thank you thank you Kenny give me the clapping okay there you go all right oh well, my mom's clapping from okay so let before we start with Anthony <laughs> Jesus have mercy so if you <laughs> for that to tell you about my backdrop, okay, so I'm at my mama's house, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm one of three of her caregivers. And so she went to the doctor. I had to come back anyway. So I was like, I, when I opened the car, camera and I was like, look at all this mess. So I threw one of the mammy made comforters with the flower print <laughs> to cover some of this stuff, girl, it, it's, it's stuff covered on this side it's, and I just, and I can't even believe this is she said, don't be talking about her. Did you hear her? She said, don't be talking about my mom. So this used to be me and my sister's bedroom. I don't know how we fit in here because maybe it's two twin beds and we were smaller. But I'm just, I walked in. She said, you can use my computer. And I was like, mama. So anyway, I found this little makeshift of uh, flower print comforter just to give it a little. I, I thought know, it was anyway. just a, a backdrop. the I backdrop. I didn't know it's the wall. Because, I just, I'm on, because I'm on her computer, I couldn't get it in time to do the backdrop thing, and I was like, okay, it's going to have to have the mammy made. <laughs> the mammy made. Pink flower. Oh, is that what that is? It's like a mauve. Mauve flower combination. <laughs> <laughs> but it's mama made. It's a mama made. So anyway, let's go back to the to the purpose at hand. Okay, the only the, thing we do see is, is the hanger. We oh do yeah, no, that's the hanger in the closet, and, and then, yeah. Just <laughs> She said, uh be quiet We're talking about it. Okay, because so she will come in here. So let me Sorry Let's- mother.
0: She sorry, says, hey, mother. Hello,
1: we sorry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so this is the fun part that I was telling you about, Anthony. We kinda of shoot the chew the chew the fat the first five minutes. But um but yeah, so that that would be the purpose of my backdrop because I'm not at home um where I'm used to a nice blank wall, so I'm just looking for anything to jump out at me at any given point. <laughs> <laughs> she said, so anyway um i am so excited like i said when i was talking um talking over at their house a couple of weeks ago and i said when he said his story i was like yeah dude you gotta let's book you right now so i said okay single de so here we are anthony flowers how are you today
2: i'm doing great how about you <laughs>
1: I'm good. I'm good. So just speak up, and, and we can start by just giving us the background where you where you where you are from, where'd you grow up, high school you attended. Tell us a little bit about your neighborhood at that time. You know, this is pre right root, right rooters, right time rooters.
2: Right time. Get it right. Get it right. Well, actually, you know, uh, I lived on Forty Fifth in Vermont. I went to Manual Arts. You know, right now I'm 57, so it was back in the day. And just from where I come from, in my neighborhood, we didn't have a lot of options. And the options were, of course, gangbanger, drug dealer, either in jail or dead. That was our option.
1: Gangbanger, drug dealer. Yeah, Either in jail, jail. or dead. Or dead. Okay, those are your four options. <laughs> okay. And speak up a little bit higher um, for me. Well, I may have to get a little closer. There we but...
0: go. Wait a minute, gangbanger.
1: He said gangbanger, drug dealer, jail, Ended or dead. Or dead. <laughs> those are your four options.
2: What was our four options in our neighborhood? Okay. What was going on so much in the neighborhood coming up? You know, you walking down the manual to go play basketball, you may get stopped by some dudes and go, hey, where are you from? I live on 45th in Vermont. You know, I had no clue what they were talking about. I'm thinking you just want to know where I live. But fortunately for me, I just didn't listen to anything they had to say. So I went to manual, played basketball. You know, all I did was play basketball and stay out of trouble because my mom was the person I was afraid of. Okay. I had to come home to that woman. Right. So I go, hey, y'all gonna beat me up? It's gonna have to be quick because I gotta get home
1: (laughs) (laughs) to my mama. Right. Okay. Right. I love it.
2: Right. So it was just things that she told me that if you're gonna get in trouble, it's gotta be at home. If you know you want to try anything and not you know within reason, it's gotta be at home because if something goes down. I didn't know what happened. So I had a pretty strong mom. And she wasn't a big lady, but she sure was tough enough to handle me and my brother. So just growing up, and I understood these things that, you know, looking around and seeing all the older guys in the neighborhood, I was like, man, these dudes, they're not doing anything. Now I wasn't judging them, I just didn't see anything, any progress.
0: Right.
2: And I just kept saying, that's gotta be more than this, right? The guys who had the nice cars, of course, they were drug dealers and then I started hanging around more athletes. Mm. Guys who were going to college and they had pro, you know, they were supposed to be pros. Had a couple of buddies I grew up with that made it to the pros. And that was my thing. My thing was to be an NFL middle linebacker. That was my <laughs> goal. If I wanted to be an NFL middle linebacker. Isn't that football? <laughs> That's football. You did say
1: basketball earlier. So, okay, go ahead. We're just trying okay. to get the sports right. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Because, we, you know, we went up to manual. We went up to go play basketball. But my ultimate goal was to be an NFL middle linebacker. Oh, okay. Remember, coming from John Muir, our coach back in the day was a coach named Coach Engelman. And Coach Engelman came up to our school. And we used to have the football, the flag football game. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. All the ninth graders play against the teachers and all that. And he really liked me. So he wanted me to go to Manuel. And the reason I went to Manuel was because of Dwayne Holy. I saw him play, and the gym was packed with the Channel 7 News, Channel 4. Wow. And yeah. the, so I go, oh, man, Manuel lied. I'm going to Manuel. I end up going to Manuel, and I remember the first day of spring football. There was a guy there. His name was Sean Bias, never going to forget his name. He had a brother named Mo Bias, and his brother played for the University of Illinois. And me and his brother, because we used to play ball together. And I remember that guy telling me, you don't know what you're doing. You ain't no good. And that was my last time ever trying out for football. Oh. Quit. Now, here's why I quit. I didn't quit because I couldn't play. I quit because if there's a guy who does this, his family, all Americans in college and he was an all city football player and he got cousins. I go, maybe I'm not as good as I think I could be. And I quit playing. I just said, really? yeah, really. And it wasn't because my feelings was hurt or anything like that. I just felt he knew what he was talking about. Mm. So from that day, I always thought, what if, right? And that's what we all have. What if? Right. Because I promised my mom I was going to buy her a house when I was a kid. i I become a professional football player, I'm going to buy you a house. You ain't going to have to work. All the dreams that we hear about guys do for their mom. And that's one of the things that bothered me. I didn't get a chance to buy her a house because I didn't play football. But that made me even stronger mentally than I am now. And that was because I'm not going to let nobody ever tell me I can't do something ever again. And if they do, it's going to be a negative on their side because it's going to be a positive on my side. I'm not going to quit anything. If I quit, it's because I didn't want to do it no more, not because somebody told me I couldn't do it. So that's kind of where I got that in my head. There's got to be more out there. I'm not going to be a drug dealer. I'm not going to embarrass my mom. I'm not going to have dudes chasing me down the street trying to shoot me for no reason. You know, I don't know who's who and I'm walking down the street and somebody decides that's him. So I just decided to hang around guys who play sports. Those guys are really like, if you can sing or you can play a sport, hey, that's where it is. Those are the guys that didn't have the, because even gang bangers wouldn't bother them because, oh, man, he played ball, leave them alone. Hmm. Those days seeing that and hearing that. So. From, you know, after I get out of high school, I'm working, and I've always worked. I've always thought, in order for me to have what I want, and when I want it, like my mom used to tell me, if you want it, you got to go earn it. And I ain't spending $75 on a pair of shoes no more. If you tear them up, you don't take care of So I remember, she going, if you want it, you got to earn it. So I started getting summer jobs, you know, summer programs where you work the whole summer. Remember at the swimming pool when you used to have the guy give you the pen and the bag and you would go swimming? I used to do that. I worked downtown where the trash trucks were, cleaning up the, you know, the work areas. So I did a lot of little things to earn my own summer money because I wanted the nice shoes, the Levi's five hundred one. You know, I wanted that, you know, the Cortez and all that stuff. So I wanted to buy it.
0: What's a Levi 501? The jeans, the jeans. Oh, jeans. That's right. Jeans. jeans.
2: Right, 501 Jeans. So I had all the colors, you know, I had all the stuff, the little polos, you know. I thought I was, uh, I used to dress like Lionel Richie, right? Back in the day, I had a jerry curl. I got oh, a shag.
1: Boy, I want to see those pictures.
2: <laughs> I had a shag, and then my buddy said, cut it a little more. And finally, I had a you know short haircut with the waves, but I always said, I'm going to dress nice. If I don't have nothing else, I'm going to look the part. <laughs> I may not have a ton of money, but I'm going to look the part. So these are just evaluations of myself that I started learning. I go, you don't got to be rich to have nice things. <laughs> you got to take care of the stuff that you get. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have all the money in the world. Now, I can't go down to to uh, off in Beverly Hills and go buy Gucci bags and all that, right? But if I needed to get something that I wanted, I wanted to make sure that I could have it. Nobody can't tell me what I can't have. So that's when my mindset changed. That have your own. Don't let nobody tell you what you can and cannot do. And you deserve everything you earn. You deserve it. I don't want you to give me anything. I want you to give me the opportunity to earn my own. Right. And then I want to go spend a hundred dollars on a pair of tennis shoes. I can. Right. Now to transition over to that, what opened my mind that I really, really could have everything I want? I became a plumber. Yeah. On a whim, I never wanted to work with my hands. Never. Because one day. My car was in an accident and I couldn't drive. I used to drive for like a like almost like Uber and all that stuff before it was a popular now. But the problem I had is that I couldn't read the map book going the opposite way. So remember if I'm going north, oh all the turns are right or left and straight ahead. But when you flip the book over, it's the opposite. So I remember I was getting I had gotten lost. I was trying to find a Sony building in Pasadena. And I just was going in circles. I go, I'm not doing this job no more. I quit. Told them I dropped the package off back at the delivery place and I go, I just couldn't find the place. And I quit. So I go to the unemployment office. You know, like now, we used to go in there and just pick a number off the board, pick a title and take it to the window, and they would set you up an interview. And I saw this thing said drain clean. 725 an hour. And I go, that's not a lot of money. But it's 725 an hour. Minimum wage was 335. So I go, I'm gonna try that. Best move I ever made. 30 years later, I am still doing this. Out of something I knew nothing about. I had no clue on what it meant, but I met the right people. That day when I walked in there and I had that ticket and walked to that window, has provided me all the pluses in my life. Everything. And I started from the bottom. You do. You have to start from the bottom. I met this guy named Renee. Big old guy. Just the coolest guy you ever want to meet. And Renee, we hit it off as soon as we met. And he goes, hey, man, I think you'll be good at this job because you get along well with people. And most of this job is people. It's not the work, it's the people. So I go, I'll try it. Hey, what do I got to lose? I don't have a job anymore, right? My buddy, Renee put me with this guy named Miguel Reyes. And everything I'm telling you is all stories from what happened to me to get me to where I am now. Miguel didn't speak great English, but he was a great teacher. That's what he was. He was such a great teacher. He was the one who said, you can do this. And he showed me all the little steps first. He didn't show me nothing. He was like, get this out of the truck, clean this. And I'm like, when am I going to learn plumbing? Right? I need to learn plumbing. I want to make money. I want to do the stuff I see you guys do. He goes, no, you got to learn all this stuff first before you get anything handed to you. From that day, listening to that guy, and I remember we were in Moore Park. Never knew where Moore Park was. I'm a kid from L.A., I ain't never been to some of these cities and we were in Moore Park and I'm looking around at these houses. Man, who live here? Everybody out here got money. Like everybody rich. I saw a black man on his front porch standing up reading the newspaper. I, I could have that. I can live out here. I can have that big old house if I want to. Boom, an explosion went through I go, I'm not settling for nothing less than what I want from this day forward. Nothing. I'm not being cheap. I'm not going to try to just show that I'm the man. I just want what I want. And from that day forward, open my eyes to that. If you work hard and you put the time in, you can achieve. Mm. And I've been an achiever ever since. Wow. Have not stopped. And there's more that I want to have and want to do and want to see. So that's kind of where my drive came from. But my biggest thing was you met my old boss named John. John is an Armenian. Armenians stick with Armenians. They truly do. But John had a different process in his mind. He's younger than me. John is probably now 50. Multi- own probably 15, 20, 30 plumbing companies. He makes 50 to $75 million a year. He told me something that opened my eyes, and he says, listen, when people tell you you can be anything you want to be, he goes, that ain't true. And I'm away. I go, what do you mean? He goes, I can never be Michael Jordan. I go, why? We're walking through the Indianapolis airport, and he goes, never be Michael Jordan. And John is a little short guy. And he goes, because I could never be 6'6". And it makes sense. He could never be 6'6". But what he said was, I can work as part of Michael Jordan.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I can put in the effort, as Michael Jordan does. Right. And achieve greatness, but my great, Right. And I go, man, that's that's true. That is really true. And so that's just another thing that opened my eyes. I go, here's this dude that always said he wanted to be this and he wanted to do that. And I used to always say, John's got the right idea, but he don't have the right this or right that. But he said, you know what he did? It opened his eyes. He goes, I didn't go. He said at first he was talking to people in his family, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think I, do? I saved $25,000? I want to invest in something. me Whatever Keep your money in the bank. Let it grow Save. So then he got up to $50,000, saving his money, like they said. He goes, I want to invest in something. They go, oh, man, just save your money. Ain't nothing out there. You're not going to make no money. He got to $75,000 by saving this money. And he said, what should I do? I want to make more. I want to have more. I want to do more. He realized he's talking to the wrong people. He goes, they don't have $75,000. I have to talk to people who have Hundreds of thousands and right. millions, right? Because they know how to make money grow. People that don't have much, all they know, is save, hold on to it, be tight with it. I can't lose it. He goes, I'm willing to invest it. I'm willing to do something with it. And he bought his first Mister Rooter. One, show. yep, he took that money and bought it into a franchise.
1: Hmm.
2: And the Mister Rooter is a franchise, just like McDonald's is a franchise. He ended up going from his own little company to one Mr. Reuter. And every time a shop was failing, they called us because I was his operations manager. They called us to take over the shops that were failing. From there, turn those shops to making 50, 70, to, uh, let's say 300,000 a year to two, $3 million shops.
1: Wow. And that's,
2: because we had a plan. So, that guy ended up going from making probably, uh, let's say he made 80000 a year over his plumbing career. We were doing 10 to $15 million a year in all our shops. Wow. But we didn't stop there. We took those shops and we converted them to another company, which also allowed us to get rid of franchise fees, because we were paying to use that name, Mr. Rudy. Yeah. Right. Turns it into another company. And now you got rid of a million dollars a year of franchise fees, and now you can take that money and put back into the company. He ended up having eighteen shops and doing over fifty to seventy million dollars. Now I'm his op- one of his operations managers, and I'm sitting in the office going, "My last shop that I ran for him, I made him ten million dollars in one year. I made a hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars." Now, yeah, let me. Out of 10 million, I made 165,000 and everything went perfect. I have no refunds. I have really no customer complaints. Just everything just fell into place. And that was including bonuses. And I go, man, how do I make 200,000 a year? He goes, you got to make $13 million a year. I go, man, you know, everything kind of fell into place. Just everything went right. And I go, how am I going to be able to make that so, I started coming up. Well, I'm gonna do more commercial, I'm gonna start doing remodels. I'm gonna start, and I go, Hey man, you're working too hard, man. And you could do all that work, and if I don't hit 13,000, 13 million, I don't get my 200,000. You have to hit your goal. And John was really goal oriented, he would set up a goal for you. If you hit it, he paid. I go, Man, 13 million dollars that's a lot of money. So, I got disturbed. And I'm sitting in my office thinking. I go, why am I working so hard to make him rich? Now, he's done a lot of work. He's taught me business. He, I traveled. I had never been on a plane. I had never really been out of, the, out of the... I had never been on a plane. Right? Didn't know if I was going to like it or anything.
1: Now, how old were you at this point? Anthony? I wanted
2: to say the same thing. <laughs> I Let me see. I've been going plumbing 30 years. That was probably... I might have been... For real.
1: So about 15, 16 years ago.
2: Yeah, because I've been on my own for four years and I haven't, no, I might have been a shorter time than that. Yeah. Wow. So how old are you now? What was I going on a plane? I had nowhere to go. No?
1: How like, old oh. are you now, Anthony? 57. 57. So about yes. 10, 10, year, 10, 15 years ago, perhaps.
0: Yes. And you've 50. never been on a plane? Never been on a plane. Ever.
1: Wow.
2: And uh he go, we going to San Jose. I go, I gotta go somewhere short first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I get,
1: kinda get it get get used kinda to kinda cross the street. Can yeah, we know, go but across My first night was to San Jose San Jose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we go across the street first? Yeah.
1: That's funny. So we flew to San Jose, I was And
2: then after that I was in Chicago, I was in uh I was in Indianapolis. I've been in Dallas. I've been Houston, I've been all over the place because, and not even only, you know, my own personal trips, but I don't drive no more. I fly wherever I'm going. If I'm going to Vegas, I fly. So that's because somebody opened my eyes to another step of life that I was holding myself back, not even knowing why. Just didn't do it. Didn't think it was important.
0: Wow. Once we were
2: in some of those cities and we all would sit down and talk and I would listen to people and I just started learning, like, I want to have these things that he has, Mm -hmm. you know, and John is one of my mentors that has taught me a lot of things. So I had a chance to fly. Um, And you still still flying. Still flying.
0: Still flying.
2: I haven't been to Virginia. I'm going to Germany probably in a year or two. Grandkids are out there now. got some uh, family in the uh, Air Force, so they just left. You know, a couple of weekends ago, so we're going to Germany. I gotta get a passport, but, uh, we're going to Germany. Um, so I, you know, and I'm going wherever I want to go. I'm flying. I'm not driving. So after spending this time with John and just opening it to my eyes, he was just a, just a regular old guy. And I watched him grow from having four vans to a thousand employees, you know, company wide. But what I realized was, I'm never gonna hit the goal that I wanna hit. I can't hit it. I would have to make him twenty-five million dollars to probably make two hundred or three hundred thousand in a year. And I go, man, if I can make all that money for him, what can I do for myself?
1: Right.
2: So I quit. Went got an invitation to another company just to come to a barbecue. They were trying to recruit me and I had never taken an interview ever from no company. I was happy. And he, this guy called me and go, hey, I heard a lot about you. Come to the barbecue. Dutton Plumbing, Simi Valley. You know where I live. I'm driving from here to Simi Valley and that place had a 30,000 square foot business. Warehouse, ping pong table. Uh Everybody had their own office. I had three computers, an iPhone. I had an iPad. It just gave me all kind of stuff. And they were paying me $1,700 a week to manage Six people. I go $1,700. Guaranteed just to manage six people plus bonuses. My first month there, I got a $6,500 bonus. I go, I'm in in heaven. I didn't make it. I'm at where I want to be. You know how long I lasted there? Six months. You know why? I didn't have the drive to make everybody else money. Yeah. In my office. And I call Claudia. I go, there's a lady going to call you. And when she calls you, Claudia is my wife, uh, I need you to put it on a credit card and give her $1,500. I'm quitting this job. She go, what? I go, I'm done. I, I don't have the drive to make nobody else with. That lady called. She paid for it. Every day I got home. Hello, everybody that's upstairs in my room, studying. Studying, suddenly, suddenly. Now, John has taught me all the business, profit and loss, mm. how to deal with people, management training, uh, why I am the way I am. Why are people like this? I got it all. I'm easy to get along with. I respect everybody. doesn't matter. That day I was sitting in an office, I go, I'm out of here. I am out of here. And I took that test. I passed it on the first try. All the doors started opening. Now, I got to take a step back. When I was figuring out what I was going to do and what kind of company I wanted to be, I thought, what does most people complain about, right? It's time.
1: Mm. It's
2: time, right? Because what does the cable company say? Between this time and this time.
1: Oh, right, right. We'll be at your house between nine and five. Really?
2: Yeah, (laughs) nine and five. You sit there all day. Your
1: oh, waiting for him. They get there at 445.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, you couldn't tell me it was going to be later in the day. I could have went out and came back and did something.
1: Right, right.
2: Your cable, um, the gas company, whoever. Everybody makes you wait all day. So I'm sitting in my office and I'm trying to figure out a name for the company. And I go, what did everybody really complain about? I've heard it a thousand times. I was an operation manager. I took your complaint when my tech didn't do a good job, right? And I go, man, we got to be on time. We have to be on time. And then I go, and then we got to do it right. If we're on time and we do it right, we don't have a problem. And I go, I am going to be right time. But I saw called oh, right time too, but they're right time home services. And they're in the Inland Empire. They come out here sometimes, but they're right time home services. So when I was sitting there and I was thinking... You know, Roto Rooter to Jingo and Oreo. Yeah, and Roto Rooter, that's the name.
1: Look <laughs> <laughs> down those the drain. Roto Rooter, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I go, it's never a wrong time to call right. Like and I started calling people. I go, I know what I'm going to call my company. Right time, Rooter, and Plumbing Services. But my little something to put in your head is, It's never a wrong time to call right time. And everybody started smiling and saying, that's good.
0: That is good. Yeah. It's never the wrong time to call
2: right time. Right. And people really got blown away by that. That's good. That's something for people to remember.
0: Yeah. But
2: be on time and I have to do quality work.
0: Right.
2: So building that, starting to build that brand, I also knew that I needed other people around me to help. Because John, one of the things John used to say, you know why I'm not the only person working here? Because I can't do it all. That's what he used to tell us. But I'll tell you what. if I have to do your job. Why do I need you? Right. That hit me. That hit me one day. Like He's right. John' motto is make a decision, good or bad, but make a decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, okay. Because he told me a story. John is a story guy. He told me a story about the guy from GE. That burned down a lab. Yes, he was a young guy. He burned down the lab. And they brought him into the office and they go, hey, he thought he was going to get fired. He thought he was out of here. And they said, we're not firing you, because you know why? Now you know what not to do. Now you know that guy turned out to be the CEO of GE.
1: Hmm. Yes. wasn't black because if that
2: was me, I would be out of a job. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> But that was one of the stories that John used to tell. And I used to just think about all these things. And like I tell everybody, every story I ever tell you is from my experience. What I've been through, what I've learned, and like I said, I turn everything into a positive because I can't let you make my day bad. My prayer every morning is, wake me up and I'll do the rest. I got it from here. I don't need to pray for, make it, don't rain. I hate the rain, but (laughs) <laughs> Make the sun if my car starts. No, I just go wake me up and I have got it from here. I'll do the rest. So I can't let no one kill my my day. Mm-hmm. Everybody can have a bad day, and I'm sorry that you're having a bad day, but you're not killing my day. Because I have to be in good spirit and good mind to deal with people. I'm knocking yeah. on door. I can't go. What you mean? What you want? No, no, I have to knock on your door and say, Good day. How may I help you today? Now that brings you back up because you're already thinking I'm overcharging. Can they fix it? Uh, They don't show up on time. Plumbers have bad reputation. Not me. I have a great reputation because I am here to do a good job for you and to make you happy. From there, I want you to tell everybody in the neighborhood that's. Word of mouth. That's word of mouth. Most of my customers, 90% of them, are repeat clients. I've been in business four years. And this year, my goal was to make a million dollars. Now, how do I have a goal like that in four years? Starts with right time, just like I told you, showing up on time, doing a good job for your clients, giving them a fair price. And doing the work accordingly to the industry standard. You know who that is? Yes. Who controls my license? Are my police? Yeah, they police what we do. Because if you call in and say, "Hey, I think this guy took advantage of you, they put a hit on my license. So now the next person going to check me out, they can't because my license is revoked. Oh wow! Yeah. So these are the things that we have to go through. So I just refuse to do a bad job. And I'm not afraid of you getting tore my license. I'm afraid of you being unhappy. Because what happens when you're unhappy?
1: Everybody will know.
2: Everybody yeah. will know. No, Right? Yeah. And Google. And your
0: friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yell. Yeah. 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 You will. The neighbor. Yes. The person at the store. Everybody will know.
2: <laughs> you know, I had this plumber come over my house. And the man don't even, ain't even talking for a mean You just can't get me out your mind. I want that to be the opposite. I want that. I want to be a raving fan. I want you to tell everybody like I'm your brother, your cousin. I'm related to you. That um, I got a cousin that's a plumber. That's how I want people to feel about it. So I refuse to do a bad job. But that's part of just my drive for me. I'm not afraid to to fail, but I'm afraid to fail. And what I mean by that is, I'm not afraid to have a bad day. I'm afraid to have a bad life.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have a bad day and I that makes a- sense. That you makes sense. They mm-hmm. didn't make no money. I went to four customers. They didn't want to do nothing. One lady I told her fifty dollars, she thought that was way too much money. So then I drive home and I'm upset because I worked all day and I didn't make no money. You know what I say? Tomorrow's a new day. I couldn't help nobody today, but I got people that want to want me to help them tomorrow. Ooh. I go all the day back over and do the, the same thing that I've been doing. And I've taken care of people. I want to treat people right and I want to make you happy at the end of the day. We had a saying. It is nothing like happy money. Have you guys and I don't know about this and this is just a story. Have you ever had somebody hand you twenty thousand dollars cash and it was yours? Uh no.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Ten dollars. No. My mama gave me twenty last week. I mean I
2: don't, you know. <laughs> Gladly gave it to me. You know why? Because I did everything I said I was going to do.
1: So, you know, since
2: they got married, let's see. And they were happy to pay me because we made a deal. Yeah. And they paid me. So if I do my job the way I say I'm going to do it, and you agree that this is the price I'm going to pay if you do it, then everybody should be happy, right? Mm-hmm. We made an agreement. I told you how much. You said, okay. That's fair. Let's get it done. I did. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I got my hands out, like put it right here. So that's where my mindset comes from because I love people and I think people are the greatest thing ever created. Now we got some bad seeds out there. We really do, but I'm not gonna let those bad seeds ruin my experiences or the best thing that I like. And that's working and helping people. So that's kind of where my story comes from, and that's how I created me. For myself, because you know, I got daughters and I got grandkids, and I want them to know that there is nothing you can't have. Right. I and mean, really, you have to go earn it. You have to go get it because it's out there. I like I said, I've been on a plane. I didn't know I could get on a plane for a couple of hundred bucks. I thought it was thousands. <laughs> I thought it was thousands to fly. It won't. Well, it depends on where you're going. But yeah, I, I, I want to go to Alaska. So I figure I'm going to go to Or I'm going to go on a cruise. I'm going to take a cruise <laughs> to Alaska. But these are just some of the things that I live by. And I have three rules that's my own. And number one, well, I'm not going to put say one, but these are the three. I don't pick me bad gifts.
0: I don't. Okay, I I don't from- pick
1: you back. okay right. Okay. You don't
0: pick bad what?
1: He said he doesn't pick him bad
0: gifts.
1: Oh. He's going shopping for himself. He's not picking something bad.
2: Oh, and okay. To buy me nothing. So if we're doing a secret Santa or it's your birthday, and I go, what do you want for your birthday? And you go, oh, it really don't matter. Why would you say that? Because it does matter. Because if I bring
0: you a sack cr- of potatoes
2: or some old shoes I grabbed out of just a you know half-off basket and go, yeah. here... No, I don't pick me bad gifts. Number two, I like what I like. No mm. matter what No matter what it is, if that's what I want, I'm getting it. And the last thing that I stick by more than anything, I love me too much to let anybody treat me any kind of way.
0: Oh, very good. I
2: am not letting nobody treat me any kind of way. I don't have to deal with customers. I can cut friends loose because if you don't respect me enough, to not treat me any old kind of way, why are we even friends? Why do we have relationships? And we settle. I don't settle. I stop settling. You know, people go, you got everything. You know why? Because I earned it. That's and right. I, won't, I went out and got it. Save my money. Look, I, I drink a little bit. I don't smoke. I don't party. I don't do all that. But I love to have nice things. No matter what it is. There it
1: is.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: That's kind of how I just set myself every day. Carla's been knowing me for a while. And she said, I used to never talk. I go,
1: when? <laughs> no, you don't even understand. So right. he, he, me and his wife have been friends since 1984, my freshman year of college. She's a year older than me. And when we would go out, it, his nickname is Duke. We Duke would go with us. he sit in the corner, sip on that same one or two drinks for the whole night. He won't dance. We look and see if he's okay. He'll smile, do like that. And me and Claudia be on the dance floor the whole night. He won't move. He might go to the restroom. Like I said, he'll sip on that same drink. And then when it's time to go, he'll look at us. And we'll be like one more dance and he'd be like, okay. And he will not say a word. He just be chilling. And so when he was so, the more that I've been over there during this COVID time, because again, we, we, uh, him and his wife, Claudia, um, we work out. We have a trainer come to their house because they have a big yard so that we can train. The trainer sets up different areas. So I, while I'm doing this exercise, she's doing something else on the steps or whatever. And so me and him, we always talk about sports because he's a he's at other school in Westwood and I'm a USC fan. So, um, so we always be having that little oomph, right? And so we talk about basketball. Then one time we're talking about football, whatever. But when he told me this story, it was like he lit up. And I was like, I don't remember Duke ever just being like, he just lit up. And I said, dude, I've got to have you on my show because that is so deep. It took somebody in Moore Park and Thousand Oaks and you all working all over there for them and to see a black man in his robe picking up the paper, knowing that well, he wasn't the maid. I mean, the butler that he had if he in his robe, he must own that house. Yep. And I thought that, I said, dude, I've got to have you on my show because there are people who are trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up, listening to other folks instead of taking their own dream and seeing how they can make that work.
0: Right. Right. So right time, Rooter, should I call you Duke or right time?
2: You can call me <laughs> Anthony, whatever you want to call me.
0: <laughs> to make sure it's the right
1: time. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay,
0: Mister Mr. Right Mr. Right time. I think that story of resilience is really outstanding. So how would you tell kids that think that they can't do anything but play ball? How would you tell them that they can do anything? You're a plumber. How do you get them to see that there is beauty and dignity in being a plumber? Because kids think that they can't be anything but a basketball player, football player, because I got skills or or something like that. Yeah, Or, or a rapper or something like that. But they have no idea that a plumber makes buku money. I didn't know that until my nephew came around and told me he was making six figures a year as a plumber. I said, what? Yeah. The plumbers ain't no joke. No. We're we're truly the heart of the nation. Yes. Plumbers ain't no joke. That's
2: right. You get a headache, right? You can take some. Right? And hopefully you'll feel better tomorrow. Let your toilet don't flush. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem.
1: That's a problem. That's a problem.
2: That's you, a problem. you can't. You take a bath and the water don't go out. Right? Are you doing laundry and the laundry ain't draining? Or are you just really washing dishes and the kitchen ain't draining? Oh, the world coming to an end. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we know that. And that's one of the things that plumbing has been around for so long that it's the major uh, um Necessity, because, think about it. You gotta clean, right? Where are you getting that water from? Out of those faucets. When you flush the toilet, you expect it to go. You don't, you don't want to look back in the water just swirling. Still on. there. <laughs> You're like, what's going on? So what do you do? You jump on the phone, you call a porn. Right? We're needed every day, all day. Remember, doctors are needed, but I'm not going unless it's a real emergency, right? That's oh, when we go. Yeah right? Now, women go more than we do, but guys will go, man, my leg got to fall off first, right? But you let that stink keep dripping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get a plumber. I don't care what your husband thinks he can do or your boyfriend or whatever, call a plumber, right? You will argue with him, you will fight him if he don't get a plumber out here. This better be fixed when I get back. And we don't want to hear that, right? So we are gonna get a plumber out there. So what I tell kids, now here's the biggest thing. I never tell a kid he can't be a rapper. I never tell a kid he can't be a basketball player because that's his dream. Remember what mine was. You don't tell them that they can't. You tell them that there's other things you can do before you become a rapper. You see, you have them doing something else that they like. So I only thought about football all my life. What if I would have just never recovered? Because my mom, my aunt, my cousin said, oh, don't be no rapper, be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a rapper. So you push them towards their dream. You always push a person towards their dream. And when they fail, you know what you do? Now you sit down and have a talk with them. What else can we do? What else do you like? See, because the reason dreams fail, because we don't encourage. Right. We want to take away. Go be a rapper. My got a nephew, he wants to be a rapper. I'm going to be a rapper. You better practice. You better know how they make their money. See, I'm pushing the other part of it. Mm-hmm. How do you make money? How are you going to get, when, how you going to know how to count your money? Ah, school. School to teach you how to count your money. Can mm-hmm. you write? You know how to write a lyric? How do you know how to spell? Hey, man, you got to do good in school. Because, man, how do you know you spelling the words right? You see? Right, I'm not gonna right not to be, I'm going to tell him you can be it. Rappers make a lot of money.
0: Yes, they do. They just yep. don't live long enough to.
1: Well, it depends. Some, some, you know, there's some rappers some do, some that live long, and then you yeah. don't hear from them anymore because they they don't have that sustainability. And then right, you have somebody right. like LL Cool J that's been in the game a long time, but then he jumped into the acting that- game. And if he throws out a record, excuse me, am I dating myself? Record. If he throws out an album, okay, that's even worse. If he throws out a. a, a, a song, <laughs> If
0: he makes a new track. If he makes a new yeah, music. New, new track. Yeah, new track. Thank you, new Joe.
1: Music. Actually, it's if he yeah. drops, drops oh, a track. Drops. Thank, you, thank you, Kenny. If he, if he drops, okay, if he drops a new groove, okay. we're all going to be like, let's hear what he, the way he's going to make his money is everybody wants to hear what it's about. And even if they don't like it, he didn't make the money because that's LL. He's been in the game for a minute. Um, but. You know, you have that one hit wonder, it's like whatever happened to so and so, whatever happened to such and such. They made that money quick and then they spent it quick. And then yeah. they don't know how to get back in the game.
0: Right. right? This,
2: all of that comes from this part though. Actors, singers, sports, doesn't matter. If you don't know how to handle money, no matter it's how it's not gonna matter. You're right. You right? So we're thinking if he only gets one hit song, what if he makes took that one hit? Perfect example. You know about big. My biggest artist, my favorite artist, is L. F. But oh. the big artist that I know that has done that is Montel Williams. Mm.
0: This
2: is no. how we.
1: You know, what? Right? he sure hasn't put out anything else after that, huh? Who's wait a minute? Montel Williams is, is who? This is how we oh. do it. This is how we do it. Oh, oh. oh. oh he's,
0: he's also this written this some other
1: songs.
0: It. He did. No, one. He's okay. also written. Oh, Some oh, copyrights. That's, that's the right. of the music business. When oh. you own your copyrights. Oh okay.
2: Okay. He can be a rapper. But he may learn how to write for other people. He may that's learn right. how to teach entertainers. He may see so there's more to just being a rapper. Because guys now are not like they were when they first came out. All they did was rap on the corner and they did their thing. Now I'm in movies. Right. I'm I got clothing
1: lines. Right. I'm
2: producing. I'm directing videos. Right. So the world has changed. So it's okay to tell them you can be a rapper, but learn all the other things about it. Just right. don't go write a song, sing it, and think you're gonna be rich. Because that ain't how you make your money. That's right. You know, I like,
1: used to. I, I used to. Um, you know, you have these career days. Um, I and I and somebody next time I know somebody who needs to have a career day, I'm giving them your number because the kids need to hear this. Yeah, they who do. Black man because. He is supposed to be dead, y'all. He ain't supposed to be here according to our statistics. Yeah. What do we say? Drug dealer. Uh, uh what was it for? Drug dealer, dealer, gangbanger, gangbanger, yep. jail, dead. or dead. Those, those oh, are four options. That's nothing, nothing to choose to from. from. Those are four yeah. options. And no, most really? of them are dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, and and I know I remember doing a career day, and like I said, next time somebody asks me, I'm telling them about you, Anthony, because you need to be in there so those little boys can look up and say, "Oh, you know what I mean." They need that. um But I remember doing a career day, and we, uh, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, doctor, lawyer, you know the typical ones you hear. And one girl said, "I want to be a hairstylist." Okay. okay, everybody in the class, everybody started laughing. I said, "What y'all laughing about?" She yeah. want to be a hairstylist. Ha ha ha! I said, "Really." Y'all, I said, do you realize how, what a hairstylist has to know? They have to go to school, learn them chemicals, have to know yeah. how to put the perms in, make sure they take them out in time and they're going to burn folks' scalp off. Yeah, they I said, have to know about dermatology. They have to know about dermatology. I said, it's a whole situation. I said, now, I wonder how much Oprah Winfrey's hairstylist makes. Mm. More than every parent in this room, everybody at this school, whoever does Oprah's hair Figured out how to do her hair, that texture her. Her hair looks good even in a ponytail. Okay, yes. But she knows yes. what. You, so, so I said, so stop laughing. Don't, don't be hating on other folks' dreams. You know. And as the same situation, it's like if that's what you want to be when you grow up. If you, if you, in the, if you in the in the garage and you combing her hair, you know, doing the hair of everybody in the neighborhood. That's how a lot of barbers started. Mm-hmm. The homies came over. Let me see if I can line you up, man. If I mess up, i shave you bald until it grow back and I got you again, you know. And now you got brothers owning seven and eight and nine, ten barbershops, you know, magnificent brothers, one, two, three, four, and five, you know, all the, I mean, so this, I love, and that's why I had to have him on the show because, you know, the, the whole thing about you not flying until like 15, 15 years ago is, is amazing. And, you know, you one of them people that didn't go on the other side of the 10 freeway, right? I didn't know none of these places. I had never seen. I, I thought the first time
2: I drove from the Valley, I mean, from L.A. to the Valley, uh-huh. I thought that was the furthest place in the world. What? I've never been San Fernando Valley. That's crazy. I, That's ever, crazy. Ever, now we're right? talking
1: about in your forties, Anthony. That's oh. what you said. In your forties, you had never been to the Valley. Never to the Valley. I knew where the Valley
2: was until I was in my
1: thirties. Damn! Oh. Wow! You're crazy!
2: Look! Wow! Farthest okay. I had ever been. I used to work at the Delamo Mall when I was a kid, so that was south. North? I didn't know nothing. North? What's north? Right. <laughs> What's north? I'm from east. Really? Going, going east. Uh, the furthest I've probably been at the time was uh, Jefferson High School. Wow! On the east side, we didn't go over yeah. to we, we didn't go over to them places. I'm, I'm you know, this is where I'm from. And then when I went to the west, of course, Chevy Hills at the time. Yeah. You know, we go with some black people over there that had a little money. I used to play at the Dorsey Basketball Rancho. That was it, and I was like, man,
0: that's it. And I you know what? That's not unusual because I've had an opportunity to interface with kids who had never left the block they lived on, and I'll never forget. I was I was teaching a class in Inglewood at uh, Inglewood High School, and I was talking about a trip that I had taken, and this was in my life skills class, and I said the Ten Freeway goes from sea to shining sea. It goes from this sea to Florida. Oh, uh-uh, Miss William, you don't know. I oven. said, wait a minute. No, 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 no. The 10 goes from this here to all the way east to Florida. Ms. William, the 10 don't only go out to, to Santa Monica to the beach. No, the 10 goes from C to Shiny. Well, they they not even she fathom way.
1: the other direction. All they they
0: told the Oh, I'm going like this. They told me that the 10 only goes out to Santa Monica. That's I said, look. You've ever been. Right. I said, you got a homework assignment. Yeah. I said, you need to tell me how far the 10 goes. Those kids never thought that the 10, you could take the 10 freeway, which they were familiar with. They'd never been on it. But yeah. you could take the 10 from PCH here to what's that highway in Florida? They never knew that. They never knew that the 10 went 3,000 miles away. And it was, it was mind boggling. When I had the big conference for 500 and some kids out there, In Industry Hills, at the Sheraton Industry Hills, I had 500 kids who had never been anywhere outside of L.A. They were mesmerized. They were so taken. They kept saying, can we just go see? We just want to go look out
1: the window because we were amazing. They were amazed. They were just amazed. Well, before we move on, and I know we're out of time, I'm getting these text messages. Um, someone just texted me, one of our listeners, um, Miss Terry Kennard, one of our listeners, she said one of Oprah's hairstylists just won an Oscar. She, she just thought I let, let me let her let Okay, just won an Oscar. So you you know how much her press and curl is. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five hundred dollars for a press and curl. Also, yeah. Anthony, there's another message I got from um an international, let's see. Intentional Dever- talk radio message. Dever- Deveron Kearney, Kearney. A great show. Shout out to Anthony Flowers. He changed my life. He gave me the opportunity that changed my life. My life. That's deep, man.
0: That's deep. Good for you, Anthony.
1: Deveron Kearney. So we're glad you're listening. And and also, Absolutely. I got a, I got another text about how many the different folks that's on live right now listening to our show. <laughs> um, it looks like. We got Cerritos, which is here in California, La Puente, California, Corona, California. One, two, three, four from Ireland.
0: Yeah. Ooh, Ireland. Right
1: now, yes, sir. You didn't drop some knowledge to some folks from Ireland. Locking <laughs> La y'all of Flint Ridge at the bougie side of Pasadena. Uh, so, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five from Ireland. And then several folks, my, my, my people's up in Sacramento. I mean, so. Anthony, that's why I, I. That's why when I when you were talking to me and the, how you were lit up telling me about how you saw that brother in the road picking up his paper and how you were like, I am not gonna be on the corner with a brown bag talking about what's up, man. You took it to a whole new level. Stayed out of trouble. You you was underneath the radar, out of trouble in order to now own your own business. Yep. Now, this is the man. The same man that said, I want a Cadillac Escalade, doggone it. He yep. just said that. And got it. It's parked in the garage now cuz he always is on his work truck, but if he ever wanna roll, <laughs> it's, there. it's there. I get, I mean, I cuz he ain't rolling too far, so he only if he wants to roll to the airport and you know, he ain't trying to roll too far, but it's in his garage, waiting yep. for him to roll if he ever wanted to roll say to San Diego cuz that would be a waste of money if you flew to San Diego and I would slap okay. you. <laughs> I would slap you personally. I would slap you personally, but he, he wanted to roll to San Diego. He'd bring it on out, dust it on off, and take that hour-and-a-half ride. But he said, I want it, and I got it. That's I want right. this house, and I got it. I mean, I, I ain't mad at you. I I, I just, you know, right. he went to the wrong school. But other than that, he's cool with me. He's cool with me. He
2: cool with me. <laughs> he's a, always learned that that two quick things. One, they said all the best Ideas are in the graveyard because people took it with them. Ah,
1: uh, all the best ideas are in the graveyard. Wow, that's wow.
2: Deep. And with them because they didn't put them on paper. Any thought you have in your head is just thought. When you write it down, it becomes a plan. Write it down. I don't care down. how small. Write it down. It yeah. becomes a plan.
0: Yeah.
2: I said in my office, I wrote down so many sticky notes. I had the whole wall full of sticky notes. <laughs> I- up what people who made a lot of money, what they did. Right. Jimmy throw his first million dollars on a napkin. And said, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I want to make a million dollars. One of the biggest actors in the world, but didn't know how he was going to do it. When I got that Escalade, I got it when I turned 50. Right. I seven years. I did not know how I was going to get it, but I wanted it. And right. I was getting me an escalate But eight hundred, it was $800 a month, but that's
1: besides the, <laughs> the, the point. <laughs> that, that's besides the, the point. You got the 200 for car insurance. So you spend $1,000 a month, but you got it. That's right. That's, that's the, the right. most
0: important part. You got
1: right it. There. That's right. I, I don't want a uh, Rolex.
2: I'm not a Rolex fan. I like Movado. So, you know, I get Movado. I don't yeah. have to. Have, that's what my car costs a lot. But I don't have to have a Rolex. So just dream and go get it. And don't mm-hmm. let no. Bed be a rapper, an entertainer, a this or that, because you wouldn't fail. Don't push them to fail. Push them to succeed, but teach them the other side of everything. You got to teach them the other side of that. Learn dream, how to write. Dream, down, dream, all that. And if they don't make it as a rapper, cool. There's other parts of entertainment that they can write.
0: Yeah.
2: Don't kill their dream. Push yeah. them to and more kids will succeed. Right. You're right. They always tell them what they can't do. You can't. You can't. You can't. Why come on can't? Because I couldn't do it. That's what the problem. Is.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's well, I so difference.
1: appreciate you coming on and sharing this because it's looking like I Texas are coming in and and and, and Texas and text messages and I mean they're just like man and 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 and, and to, to see a black man
2: from the hood
1: a, from the hood in a positive light. Now, see Channel Two. Well, let me say it this way, because we have we have listeners from all over: CBS, NBC, CW, ABC, Kcal 9, Fox, KCOP, CNN, BET, all of them, whoever, C-SPAN, ESPN. You don't get these kind of stories. Right. You you get you get the athlete that didn't beat his wife or locked her in the trunk. Right. Well, you mm-hmm. get the one that you know was doing whatever homeboy was doing with the dogs, fighting the dogs. But yeah. then, yeah. So I mean, it's like this is the kind of stuff that we need more of, unfortunately, that we're not hearing. And I tell you, well, you know, okay. it's off the hook. And I so appreciate you, man. So appreciate you. You, you definitely broke that down.
2: When I hit my first, it come back home. Say it again. When I hit my first million. I
0: want to come back on. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. 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 Anthony Flowers, it has been great to hear your vent- your story, your journey rather. Your journey and I I applaud you and I'm going to remember that. I knew that I've always known write it down, write it down and somehow I forget to do that, but you are absolutely right. That's an inspiration. That is an inspiration inspiration so when you make your million we are gonna have you back all right we are gonna have you back and folks this is where we talk to you for you with you and about you and it is all good anthony flowers living proof so have a good night we will be again don't forget shine with shandell on sunday prayer for all Come on back on Tuesday. We've got a great show planned for you right here on ITRNradio.com. And don't forget, hear us on any of your podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, they're right here. And Corliss and Porless and Colette are signing off. Have All a good right, y'all night. Take care. Here. Have a good evening. And Everybody a good bye. evening and a good weekend. Take care. You. See you,